Welcome to The Wondering Mind, a mental health podcast. I'm your host, Emily Elizabeth. I created this show to help educate, encourage, and support those who are struggling with their mental health by sharing my stories, as well as the stories of others, in hopes to show you that you are not alone and you can do anything if you work hard and put your wondering mind to it. So let's get started. In today's episode, I dive into 10 things that 2020 taught me. 2020 has been a difficult year, so if you'd like to hear all about what I've learned in 2020, then keep on listening. Hey there. Thank you so much for tuning into The Wondering Mind, a mental health podcast. Just a quick disclaimer before we get started. This show is in no way meant to treat or diagnose any type of mental illness. I am not a mental health professional, simply just someone who has struggled and felt called to share what I've learned and am learning along my mental health journey. Thank you so much for your support. Now let's get into the episode. Welcome to the Wintering Mind podcast. I'm your host, Emily Elizabeth. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really excited about this episode. One, because it is now my 30th episode. I started this podcast about nine, eh, 10-ish months or so ago, and we've already hit 30 episodes. And For some, this might be a small feat, but for me, this is a big victory because 2020 has been very difficult in more ways than one, as I'm sure we all have struggled in some way or another. But for me, especially emotionally and mentally, it's been very trying. There were days where I thought I was going to give up completely and just be done with everything. There were some days where I felt I was on cloud nine and I could accomplish and take over the world. And then there were the in-between days where things felt very dull and stagnant and almost like nothing was happening. It was very uneventful. But I've learned so much this year, and it's overwhelming to think about all of the things that I've accomplished and learned and all the things that I've gone through because it's only been a year. And they say, you know, a lot can happen in a year. Well, 2020 definitely proved that statement true. So today's episode is going to kick off the end of the year and the start of a new year with the 10 things that 2020 taught me. Let's just get right into it. One of the things that I've learned in 2020 is that self-care is not selfish. Now, prior to this year, it was extremely difficult for me to simply just take a step back and truly relax. Honestly, y'all, relax is not a common word in my vocabulary. (laughs) As someone who deals with chronic anxiety, relaxing is extremely difficult for me. I'm always on the go. I'm always thinking about the next thing and what's next. But 2020 has really taught me 
that in order to properly function and live a healthy and balanced life, that I need to prioritize myself more and make time for self-care in whichever way that looks like for me and meet myself where I'm at. So, you know, not stressing about doing the next thing or accomplishing this or doing that when my body is clearly telling me, hey girl, you need to rest. You need to chill. You need to drink some water and sit the fuck down and not feel guilty about it and just chill. Just relax. It's really taught me to embrace what my body is trying to tell me and to indulge in self-care and not feel guilty about it. Because if we're able to maintain our brain and take care of our bodies, minds, and our souls, then we're able to function at a way higher rate and be more productive and get all those things done that we need to. All right, number two, putting down my phone. Now, this one has been really fucking tough for me, and it sounds silly, I know, but with isolation occurring for basically the entirety of this year, and then all the chaos, constant change, and everything that's taken place, it's so easy to fall victim to your phone because you want to stay connected, especially since we haven't been able to connect in person like we used to be able to, and you want to stay informed. So, for example, with the BLM movement and everything going on surrounding politics, I personally wanted to stay as up-to-date as possible. However, it got to the point where I would tune into live protests or political hearings or whatever else, and before I knew it, the workday was already half over, or it was way past my bedtime, and... I was setting myself up for failure because I was either behind on my work or I was going to be exhausted the next day. Social media just in general got the best of me. Due to lack of socialization, it was my way to feel connected to folks, but it was also emotionally draining me. And I just wasn't able to balance things out until I realized how toxic my phone was turning out to be. So I've been working continuously on setting limits on my phone and only looking at certain things based on how much I can emotionally handle that day. Because y'all, it's perfectly okay to stay in the know. Just be smart about it because your mental health is more important. Period. All right, number three. I said goodbye to alcohol. And... (laughs) Honestly, this is something that I never thought I would do because I don't consider myself a proper alcoholic. But before 2020 hit, I was unaware of exactly what my negative coping mechanisms were. And this year, however, has brought them into the direct sunlight and I can see them very clearly. And one of them was alcohol. In the past, I would use alcohol as a way to escape my realities. I would drink so that I didn't have to face what was making me depressed, anxious, or insecure. I was basically using it as a crutch that in that moment I thought I needed. But throughout this year, I've learned that I don't. And by choosing to no longer drink alcohol, I'm forcing myself to be organically confident 
whether it be on dates or in group settings, whenever those things can happen again, without feeling like I'm quote-unquote more myself and more quote-unquote comfortable with a drink in my hand and alcohol in my body. So it basically forces me to work on my anxiety and depression and take control of it rather than cover it up with a band-aid. And lastly, it allows me to stay in tune with my intuition because when I drink, I don't know if you all do this, but I tend to overlook red flags or overthink things that had I been sober, I would have known right away wasn't right. And folks, it's not an easy decision to choose not to drink because you're already going to be looked at as the oddball and you're going to isolate yourself a little bit from our society and culture. But I promise you, it's freaking worth it. Number four, no more dating. I stopped dating in 2020. So after my breakup in the spring of 2019, I gave myself about two solid months before diving back into the dating pool via dating apps. At the time, the timing was not right, and I was dating for all the wrong reasons. I had not dealt with the prior heartache properly. I had not dealt with the trauma. I had not dealt with my feelings enough or allowed myself the chance to heal. So, much like I used to binge drink, I was binge dating. This landed me right back to where I was after the breakup, which was lonely and heartbroken. And then 2020 hit. So with the new rules in place, where everything shut down and we went into isolation phase one, it was then that I said, no more dating. I'm done. I've had enough. Time for me. So 2020 taught me that dating, the way that I was doing it, was another negative coping mechanism. It was another shitty band-aid that I had placed over my heart in hopes that it would keep everything together, and it did not. Once I realized this, I made the choice to instead date myself, to put all of my time, energy, and focus on me for once. And I won't lie, it's been super fucking lonely and a really tough journey, but insanely rewarding at the same time. It has taught me so many things about myself that had I continued to date and immerse myself into other people's lives that I would have never learned. I truly continue to learn more and more about myself every single day. This one. Okay, get ready. Number five. Worrying about the past won't change it. Worrying about the future won't prevent it. And as someone who deals with chronic anxiety every single day, learning to retrain my brain and shift my perspective has been really challenging. But it's honestly been something truly life-altering in the best way. By working on acknowledging my past instead of dwelling on it and pinpointing the lessons that I've learned so that I can improve myself, my mindset, and the situations to come is just so important. Also, trying to not get caught up in what's next and instead staying present and recognizing all of the beauty and wonder around me has been life-changing. All right, number six. Let relationships and friendships that are no longer serving you go. And, oh my god, this one, this one hurts because as an empath, I feel very deeply and I also want everyone to like me. 
However, the more I learn about myself and the longer I continue on this path of self-awareness and my mental health journey, the more I understand that certain energies and personalities just don't mix well with me. And that's okay. I've learned that protecting my energy isn't selfish or standoffish. It's simply a part of survival and doing what is best for my mental health. Numero seven, create your own path. Now, this one has been honestly, I don't know. They've all been truly life-changing for me. But this one has really allowed myself to level up because I've always been a follower. I would follow trends and friends and celebrities that I looked up to, which is fine, right? I mean, yeah, unless you allow it to take over your life and morph your personality into something that is inorganic and simply just quote unquote trendy. So 2020 has taught me that the best way to find opportunities, friends, relationships, etc. is to simply be yourself. And do what you love, no matter what. And by doing that, your anxiety is already going to reduce and subside because you're being your authentic self and you're not trying to put on a mask for anyone else. I used to go on dates or I would hang out with friends and I would act a certain way or dress a certain way because it made me feel like I would be appreciated more or looked at differently or accepted more. That's not the case, and it would make me so anxious, and I would never understand after leaving those situations and those people why I felt so anxious. And 2020 has taught me it's because I wasn't being myself. So be yourself no matter what. Number eight, stop comparing and celebrate your wins, big or small. Now, I'm still working on this daily, much like many of the things on this list. But I did learn that it really makes things so much worse when you start to compare yourself to other folks. Whether you're comparing lifestyles, bodies, facial features, income, whatever it may be. Playing the comparing game will land you with a first class ticket to comparing Central City. And y'all, I was there and it's not pretty. So what I've done is I've learned to reel my mind back in when it starts to wander to comparing Central Station. I instead try to say positive things about that person and the things they seem to have accomplished or gotten that I haven't. And then I play the gratitude card. So what I'll do is I'll start to list some things that I'm thankful for and the things that I've accomplished this year. And once I do this, it totally shifts my perspective and I begin to head back in the right direction. I begin to feel happy and proud of myself instead of jealous, frustrated, and sad. So I highly encourage you to stop comparing and just celebrate your wins. Number nine, stand the fuck up for what's right. Yeah, I said it. All right, this one's going to be uncomfortable, but that's what this year is all about, getting uncomfortable. Before 2020, one of the contributing factors to my insecurities and my anxieties was the fact that I never spoke up about things that mattered to me. I know, shocking, right? After starting a mental health podcast and being super 
vocal and active on social media, you think, what the hell? Like, how is that possible? (laughs) But it's true. For example, before 2020, I stayed far, far away from politics because it made me uncomfortable. I did not stay up to date on worldly events and or headlines, and I certainly did not educate myself on racism. I was basically living in my own toxic bubble, and also I thought what didn't affect me didn't seem to matter to me at the time. I was living selfishly, and I didn't even recognize it. And lastly, I was so insecure that being judged by others mattered more to me than being educated and vocal. However, that all dramatically changed this year. And I hate to say that it took a worldwide pandemic for me to come face to face with the harsh realities of our world and our country, but it did. And honestly, I'm fucking grateful for it. I realize that there's more to life than the life that I lead. That just because something doesn't quote-unquote directly affect me doesn't mean I shouldn't learn about it and or care. That one of the greatest gifts in this world is having the gift of empathy and the ability to give back. So with that being said, I now know more about the political system, systemic racism, and racism than ever before. Just a few things to name. This year I voted without the influence of a boyfriend's opinion altering my decision. Thank you very much. I protested. I listened. I had uncomfortable conversations. I read. I cried. I watched. I donated. I posted. I used my voice. And after having my cultural and worldly awakening, I made the commitment to never stop using my voice and stand up for what's right and help others. All right, number 10, I pursued my passion. This year brought my true passion in life to light. And I'm excited to announce that in a few weeks, I did my first podcast interview where I was the interviewee. And I talk all about my purpose, so y'all should check it out. It's going to be up on Never Knows Best podcast in about two weeks. So yeah, back to my passion and my purpose. February 9th, 2020, my 31st birthday, was when I launched my very first episode. And we are now 30 episodes in. I have done over 20 plus interviews. I have 2.3. 3,000 downloads and have reached tons of listeners. And I'm just getting started. 2020 has been a really fucking tough year for me emotionally and mentally, as it has for many. And I do not have many answers when it comes to mental health. But by starting this podcast, and I've also started a blog, link is in my bio, I am able to share with you what I'm learning and have learned as I continue to climb this mountain. So through my podcast, I can walk with you up this mountain and show you that if I can do it through all the trials, tribulations, and pure insanity, (laughs) that so can you. And that we can do it together instead of all alone. And this podcast has truly become my purpose. And honestly, without it, I don't know if I would have survived this year. I honestly, truly believe that I was called to create this show Not only to help others with their struggles, but with my own as well. 2020 
literally taught me to just fucking go for it. Start the podcast. Do the thing that is on your heart. No questions asked. Just do it. Fight through the fear. Fight through the anxiety. Fight through the insecurities and just do it. And so I did. I went after it. I went after what my heart was telling me to do for once in my life. And I can't tell you how amazing it feels. It's scary. It's frustrating at times. It's difficult. But it's so amazing and freeing and wonderful at the same time. So 2020 truly allowed me not only to learn all of these things, but it allowed me to share my passion with you all. And I'm just so thankful for that. There you have it, folks. The top 10 things that 2020 taught me. Throughout all of the turmoil, heartache, and darkness, there was light. I really hope that you all had a good holiday. If you did not, please know you're not alone. I, myself, actually had a terrible Christmas. I wouldn't say terrible, okay? I would just say slightly depressing. I was alone. I was looking at everything on social media, as in, like, all the families, you know, with their children and their cute little matching Christmas PJs and the food and the presents and all of that stuff. And it made me really sad because I don't have that yet. And then I was alone on that day when so many were with their spouses or their children or family, safely, that is. But I got through it. And it made me realize that just because I don't have that yet doesn't mean I never will. And the same goes for you. So if you had a wonderful holiday, I'm so happy for you. I'm so glad that you got to end 2020 on a high note and if you didn't just know there's always tomorrow and we have the ability to make things better i also want to wish you folks a very happy new year this episode will go live and then you won't hear another episode for me until after the new year so cheers to a very interesting chapter closing and hopefully a new and brighter one opening Thank you so much for taking the time again to listen to the Wondering Mind podcast. It means more than you know. If you enjoyed it, feel free to leave a rating or a review and let me know what you think of the show. I'm also open to ideas, suggestions, and or if you would like to be a guest on the show, feel free to email me at the Wondering Mind podcast at gmail.com. And lastly, I will be doing a giveaway To end 2020 on a high note, I'm going to be giving away a gift card to Weightless Float Center here in Louisville, Kentucky. So I'm sorry, unfortunately, you have to be local to win. It is a 40-minute session in their red light sauna. To enter, please leave a review on the Wondering Mind podcast, preferably on Apple Podcasts platform. And go to our Instagram page at the Wondering Mind Podcast and like the most recent post that states giveaway and follow the directions on there. Good luck to you all. And again, thank you for listening. Remember to maintain your brain and keep on wondering.
Thank you for listening to the Wondering Mind podcast. We really hope you enjoyed this episode. If you wouldn't mind just taking a few moments and leaving us a review, letting us know what you think of the podcast. Also, feel free to follow us on Instagram at the Wondering Mind podcast and on Twitter at TWM podcast.